Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Porch where every great conversation happens. We are excited to be here with you tonight and we have Carrie Cooper with us. How are you doing, Carrie? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Guys, I was talking with Carrie before we got on the show and I thought, man, if we don't stop talking, we're going to talk about everything we want to talk about before we even start. But then I, <laughs> I don't think that's possible with the topic that we have for tonight and the, you know, the book that you wrote and everything that you've been involved in. So I'm going to do a quick intro, which is going to be really quick because with 30 minutes, um, I'm thinking that we might actually go long because this is a fantastic um, person that we have here. Carrie wrote the book, Mental Health Uncensored, and she works with teens and how to deal holistically with the world around them and the things that they're going through. And I was talking with her before we came on the live platform and she said that she had a full day before she even came in here to talk with us. And I was like, I have no idea how you did that because I sat here, I work from home. You guys know that. Um, and I, I think the, the most strenuous thing that I did today was deal with my dog. Everybody knows I deal with Elvis all day long. So Carrie, give us a little more insight on when you say holistic, um, measures and how to deal with the world around them. What does that mean versus more of a try? Try what is that? Traditional uh, psychological way of dealing with the measures around them. Right. So I started off my career as a very traditional psychotherapist, and it was really through many learning experiences that my eyes kind of opened up, and I said, "We're missing a huge piece to the puzzle." If we're not making sure that we're living a healthy lifestyle, there is no way we're going to have optimum mental health. So when I see clients now, I'm not just talking about their symptoms of anxiety or what's going on necessarily day to day for them. I'm also talking about what are you eating? How are you sleeping? Are you exercising? Are you meditating? Are you hydrated? Because all of this, and there's tons of studies out there. I put them in my book. There are tons of studies that show this all impacts our mental health. So when I have somebody come to me and they're just feeling awful and they're not eating well and they're not sleeping and they're not hydrating, I know they have an uphill battle ahead of them unless we fix the foundations. So that's why I wrote Mental Health Uncensored, 10 foundations every parent needs to know because I break them up into physical foundations, which most people I don't think associate with mental health. And then I did go into mental health um, as well and, you know, kind of rules to follow for parents. 
Yeah. You know, that is so true. And I go back to, I'm very open about my mental health journey and the things that I go through. And the reason I'm like that is because you're, you're absolutely right. Uncensored, just break open this whole barrier to mental health. If you are going through something, why not talk about it and let people see what you're going through? I talk to a pain psychologist recently because I deal with chronic pain. And when I was talking with him, he was going through, okay, how is your sleep? And here's some sleep techniques. All right, what is your what is your diet? And we were going through an anti-inflammatory diet because I deal with chronic inflammation in my body. And then I'm also talking to a physical therapist who I see at home. So I have a home program, but I see them on the computer. So I'm doing the physical side. I'm doing the mental side and, you know, the weight management side. So that holistic approach, I totally understand that. And it wasn't until I had this whole team behind me going through all those parts that I started to see an improvement in my mental health where I wasn't every day wanting to break down crying. Every day I didn't have the the panic attacks. I mean, is it everything fixed? No, but I, I get that holistic approach. Um, now, when you're working with teens, what do you see? Do you see like a commonality amongst them or is it just all over the place with what they're going through? There's a common theme and thread, especially for where I'm located and the kids that I'm seeing. Um, I happen to work in areas that have, you know, really good high schools and a lot of competition and a lot of talk about college. So I see the kids who are doing fantastic in school, who are straight A students, who are, you know, honor roll, AP classes, and they are so stressed out and they have this imposter syndrome that they don't think, you know, they're good enough and they don't believe in themselves. And, you know, they're constantly doubting their mm -hmm. whole life. And that's really hard to see that these kids are so successful, yet they're not believing it for themselves. They're so anxious. Their anxiety is just through the roof. And that is very different than mental health 20 years ago. When yeah. I first got into this field, it was a lot of like, quote unquote, behavioral issues, ADHD, you know, some anxiety, some depression. Anxiety has exploded. These kids are so beyond anxious. Um, and it's like, it's in their body. Like it's a physical being in them that they describe it as. It's not just, oh, I'm worried about a test. Oh, I'm nervous about this. Their entire body is like revved up. So when one thing happens, I mean, their stress level just completely goes through the roof and it's hard for them to bring it back down. Now, is it the parents that are is creating this uber competition within them to succeed or is it their peers or is it themselves? Where do you think that that, that uber competition to excel and succeed comes from? I think a majority of it has really come from themselves. Um, like they feel like they need to prove something to themselves that they have to, you know, get that perfect grade. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a lot of competition in between peers at this point, mm -hmm. uh, more so than I've seen in the past. And I also think as a society, we have told these kids that their entire purpose of school is to go to college, yeah. not to get an education, not to take in knowledge, not to find what you like it is to go to college and to go to a really good college and build your college resume, 
And I think there's a lot of pressure put on these kids because of that. Wow. When, when my kids were in school, I, I saw my son who was very, very hard on himself, but I thought that that was awesome that he was holding himself to a standard. I never realized until, and we talked a little bit about this, um, in, before we got live that, you know, they went through their own mental health experience while in college. Um, I thought that that was him being putting himself by a standard and excelling. And I mean, he was really, really hard on himself. And I was like, yeah, man, he is doing it. He is. And I was very proud of him. And I didn't realize the anxiety he was um, dealing with until he got into college and it all piled up until this one summer. And he did have a breakdown moment and actually had to go and see somebody I, I did worry to the point where I thought I was going to get in my car and drive up there. Um, but I, you know, it did not come to that. He did reach out because I was very open with the fact that I was seeing somebody and, you know, I was very open with my children about that. But what do you say to these kids who are going through these moments and don't know where to turn? Where do they go? Where do they go? So many times they go to each other, which is fantastic, but not um, because you know they can't be each other's crisis counselors. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what's happening, especially in the middle of the night. Um, so, you know, they, they need to be able to talk to their parents. And I do believe that parents today do understand mental health much better than other generations have. And they are willing to talk to their kids about what's going on more so than in the past. So I do think that there has been a lot of education um, for our parents and they get it and they get that it's very serious and that your child needs to be able to talk to you when they're stressed out. They need to be able to have that outlet. Yeah, very. Absolutely. How would you, co like, if a parent came to you and said, you know, my child, I can tell that my child is experiencing all this anxiety, all this stress, all, how can I help my kid like how can I just tell them look just relax like it's all going to be okay you're going to get there in the end you, it's all right just enjoy your life now because trust me when you get this old <laughs> it's no fun it's not as fun anymore you know what would you what advice would you give those parents I think it's about the conversations that the parents are having with the children I think it's you know how are you speaking to your child on a day-to-day -day basis when they come home is it what did you get on that test or is it, what did you learn today? Hmm. You know, did you give something your best effort? Did you try today? Was there a problem that you ran into and did you figure out the solution? These hmm. kids have very um, few areas in their life that they fail at. So they don't know how to fail and to pick themselves back up again. And that is a crucial skill that these kids do not have when they go to college. And that's why college has become such a challenge for so many of them. Yeah. So it's really yeah. more about the daily conversations and changing the mindset and really talking more about the process and talking more about like the day to day stuff, not everything about the future. All these kids are designed to do is to build their future and their entire life is kind of passing them by. And that goes back into like mindfulness and meditation and reducing anxiety. You have to be able to be in the present moment. It can't all be for the future. You have to learn to enjoy the day-to-day -day stuff. And these techniques and, and things are in your book, correct? Yes, absolutely. Can all you of give us, there. 
a little more inside of what what else i mean obviously you can't give us any spoilers <laughs> but I, some some things that are inside the book that we can look forward yes. to yes um besides all the physical foundations which i kind of briefly ran through mm -hmm. um you know one of the big things is that the kids and we kind of just touched on this they need to be able to deal with disappointment yeah and i think parents you know with a good heart never want to see their child upset and this starts very young and so, you know, if a play date cancels, they're, you know, trying immediately to reschedule it or to do something else fun instead of just saying, like, your play date canceled, we'll reschedule for another time. And just allowing your child to be a little disappointed, that's okay. We're yeah. going to have disappointment in life. So they need to be able to learn to cope with it for the smaller things. That way it's easier when it is the bigger things. You know, when I was, when my children were babies, one of the things that I was taught right off the back was allowing them to cry. It's okay to allow them to cry. Mm -hmm. If they're fed, if they their diapers change, give them moments to learn how to soothe themselves because when they can do that, then they'll learn later on how to cope, learn how to cope with certain situations on their own without constantly having to get that instant gratification from an outside source and by doing that later on they'll learn certain things and i mean some of it worked some of it didn't because later on they still obviously wanted mom to fix everything and you know they're in their 20s they still do but um that's a little bit of me spoiling them <laughs> well i think that also kind of goes into another chapter that i have that talks about parents learning to let go to you know it's so hard because listen i'm a mom of four i get it you don't want to let go. You want to make sure that everything is going to be okay. It's kind of like this false sense of security that, you know, when we're engaged with everything and we know when their next quizzes and their test is and, you know, who sat with who at the lunch table and what the drama is, we feel like we're somehow in control of our children and we're able to protect them better. But really, I mean, we need to take a step back and these children need to be able to learn to problem solve on their own. I mean, I have college kids who, are texting their parents, even in college saying like, you know, my paper's late, what do I do? What should I say to my professor? Like they need to be able to know how to have a conversation by the time they're in college. Parents cannot be fixing this for them. So I have that college kid. Now I tried everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I have one college kid who he, he's graduated from college with his undergraduate now he's in graduate school and he was able to do all that but i haven't the other one who you, you know exactly what you just said that that child is the one you know what do i say to him what do i do and i'm trying to say well i don't know figure it out and just not give any answers so i but it's hard when you when my phone's blowing up and i've got things going on it's like <laughs> Ooh, stop leave me alone but at the same time i'm also you know stalking their not their their snapchat trying to make sure that they're okay and sending snaps all the time going hi how's your day going so, like, like, you know you've got the one that you know they they flew and the other one where you want them to fly but yet i'm holding on so what are you doing that situation like i'm a rock right. Please. Yeah, it's it's hard to let go and to also just trust that they're going to be okay, that you raised them to be okay. 
Um, And, you know, that's why I think a lot of parents do hold on is that they're so afraid of what Mm -hmm. may happen. And the reality is you holding on isn't, you know, protecting them from anything. They still have to go through everything. They still have to figure it out. Um, You know, when you say like my phone's blowing up and like I'm busy and I just want to answer the question and (laughs) be done and move on. I talk about when kids are little with tying their shoes. It is so much easier when you're trying to race out the door just to tie your little child's shoes and move on. But as parents, we need to take a step back and sit there and painfully watch them make those bunny loops and try to do it on their own because that's how they learn. Yeah. You see what I'm doing here, everybody, right? You're watching me create my own podcast, bring in experts so I can get free therapy. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's working for me here. I'm I'm thinking, well, I'll just let the phone ring now. Oh, my goodness. But I just, it it is a struggle. And when when they're littler, I, I had an easier time when they were littler. Um, of instilling that discipline. But as they're getting older, I find it harder to instill that discipline because the thought of them going, being further away is more present in my mind. But when they were little, I had so much time with them. I was like, you're going to listen to me. But now it's like, oh, but you know, real soon, you're not even going to want to call me anymore because you're going to be married and have your own kids and I'm going to not be important. So let me just hold on. So I think that that it, it kind of reversed as they got older for me. But I, I know other parents start to feel a little bit of that. And some parents are direct opposite. They're like, you know, no discipline when they're little. And when they're older, they're like, well, you're older now. So. Right. But yeah, it's all about, you know, us as parents feeling secure that, okay, we raised them well, we did the, we did the work, they can take on challenges on their own and they can be successful on their own. Yeah, we do have a question from the audience real quick. I think it's a great question if you don't mind me bringing that up. Sure. Yeah, so do you think the system and the idealistic celebrity influence puts too much pressure on our children? That's oh, a what a good question that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yes. So short answer. Yes. So when we talk about, you know, celebrities and all of this type of stuff, um, when I first got into therapy, there was no such thing as social media. Mm. And when I see the shift that has happened with anxiety, I firmly believe a lot of it is attributed to social media. They are seeing the most unrealistic images on a daily basis, including their own friends. I mean, their friends are posting the most perfect moment of their life Mm -hmm. that doesn't actually represent their life. But these kids are seeing this all day long, not just once in a while. It's all day long. And they're thinking everybody else has this amazing, perfect life. And what are they doing wrong? Because their life isn't amazing and perfect. So imagine thinking everybody else has it together but you. Mm. Everyone else is more beautiful than you. That everybody else, you know, has these amazing fantastic vacations, but you like, it's just constantly in their face and it's not truthful. Like nothing that they're seeing online is actually truthful. Right. But they believe it to be true. Yeah. And it's hard to digest, very hard to digest because all you want to do is have that as well. And you don't understand why you can't when you have all the tools to have it, but it's just not happening. Right. Because it's not happening for anybody. Everybody's just making really great posts. 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to make those great posts. <laughs> and even as adults, adults for us, it's even <laughs> hard sometimes to realize that these people's lives are not perfect. Even our, you know, friend from elementary school who we don't talk to and we see posting about all of her amazing date nights with her husband. And then you find out two years later, they got divorced. You know, like nobody's posting the truth up there. It's all just an act. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I post crazy photos sometimes. Cause I'm like, look, I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so is, um, is this is book number, what, what, how many for you? This is book number one and book number two is currently in the works. So book nice. number two is actually for the teenagers and the college kids. And it's a workbook based upon this book. Awesome. And the workbook is going to give them techniques and things to help cope with different situations. Yes. And it's going to be um, focused a lot on the physical because oh. they need to build up themselves physically. These kids are not sleeping. They are dehydrated. Their eating is a disaster. Some of them do not see the light of day. Um, all day long, especially during COVID. That was true. That was a really tough time. Um, so it's really going to hold them very accountable. Like we're going to talk about water, why water is important. And then there's going to be a ton of charts about your water intake and how do you feel? And we're going to go through that entire process. That way they can really do the work. Because once you have those foundations, it's easier to deal with stress and stress will happen your entire life. So the sooner you have this down, the better it is. Yeah. Now, so you not only do the work, you wrote the book, and you also speak on this topic. You go out, out to different places and you're, you do speaking engagements in order to help people understand. Um, do you go into schools Absolutely. and talk? Okay. Do you want to colleges, fraternities and sororities? Yes, all of them. Um, anywhere that there is somebody who needs to know how to help their kids or teenagers and college students who need help. Yeah. Wow. What gave you this passion? That's I mean, and the reason why I want to ask you that reason why I want to ask you that question, I want to tell everybody, we talked about this before we came on live that I studied psychology because I love the field itself. I love understanding people's brains, but I stopped. I was like, no licenses, no, not, no, I'm done with my bachelor's. I'm done. I can't do it. I love it, but burnout, I, that's a lot. So what gives you the passion to go all in the way you are and do it as fantastic as you are doing? Thank you. I think my passion comes from I love working with the angry, anxiety-ridden teenage population because <laughs> it reminds me of all my friends from high school. I mean, <laughs> high school was not easy for me and um, high school was not easy for a lot of my friends. And the whole time it's like, oh my gosh, isn't there anybody here who could talk to us like we're human beings instead of just disciplining us and yelling at us? And I think that's kind of what started me on this path. And I just, I'm lucky, like, I just get these kids, I get what they're going through. And we have a great conversation in my office, and they learn how to process everything out and skills to use to help themselves in life. And I think, you know, I'm able to continue to do this year after year, I've been doing this for almost 20 years, because mm -hmm. I see, I see the results. I see these kids who, you know, were an anxious mess and couldn't get out of bed. And then they're living like their best life. And that's got to keep you going. 
Wow. That's fantastic. And one of the wonderful things that you told me, um, I, and I, I told you that I didn't go to college. I went straight into the military. So, and in the, in my day and age in the military, there was no such thing as mental health. You just dealt with it or you got, the, you got out. But um, now they're, they're doing a lot of programs and they're, they're helping people and they're, they're breaking the stigma of wanting to help people with mental health. And what you did tell me that you, you do something really amazing in your line of work with um, military members. Yes. So I found this organization and it's called Give an Hour and it's a nonprofit organization, not connected with the military, but for the military. Mm -hmm. And they provide, they, you know, match up counselors like me who are willing to give some free therapy on a weekly basis to members of the military who are looking for help. So I have um, had the most amazing clients ever from this. And I have to tell you, they have given me so much more than I have given them. Their success stories are amazing to watch. Um, And I just have a special place in my heart for military. I'm very thankful to all the members of our military. So I'm I'm happy to be able to give back. So four kids, full-time counselor, speaker you have chickens too everybody yes they do chickens. okay <laughs> writing books where do you find all of this energy like just thinking about all of it i want to take a nap <laughs> it's it's truly amazing because to give back to a demographic of individuals who need help is a fantastic skill set. So where does all the energy and passion come from? I'm going to tell you my secret. And this is actually one of the foundations in the book too. I have learned to say no. And I say no to everything that I don't really want to do. That way, everything I really want to do, I have the time to do. Okay. You already hear you all start saying no to what doesn't serve you. Say no to whatever does not serve you. No, I do not want to do a bake sale for my child's school today. No, I don't. You know, you could say no. You have to say yes to what you want to do in that moment. And that doesn't mean I don't help out a ton. I do, but it's where I want to and where I can. And I don't feel guilty when I say no. Because your time needs to be spent helping a teenager in crisis and not baking a brownie at that moment, not diminishing the people that are baking the brownie in that moment, because that is very well needed. But at that moment, you are needed elsewhere and they are needed there. We all have our places, right? And moments. I spent many years baking those brownies and volunteering at the school all the time. And as my practice has shifted, Mm -hmm. what I do in my personal life has shifted as well. Yeah. Each moment in time, you are needed at a certain place. And that shift, and saying the shift in saying no and knowing what serves you. I'm taking that away tonight and I'm banking it. That's why I'm looking everywhere. I'm banking it in my brain. I'm banking it. Everyone needs to bank that. And if you're not banking it, then you're not paying attention good enough. And if you're not paying attention good enough, you're not serving yourself well enough. Got it. Okay. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you for speaking, grab your book or uh, listen to book you for a show because this is great information. This is amazing what you do for teenagers because that that demographic of individuals, they're going to be leading our country very, very soon. So we need to get them right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where do they Absolutely. find you at, Carrie? 
So you can find my book on Amazon, Mental Health Uncensored, 10 Foundations Every Parent Needs to Know. And then you can find me, my website, which is Carrie Cooper Holistic Therapy, which is K-E-R-I. Carrie spelled many different ways. Uh, Carrie Cooper Holistic Therapy.com or email me, Carrie at Carrie Cooper Holistic Therapy.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram and you can find me everywhere. So I have Carrie, K E R I C O O P E R H O L I S T I C T H E R A P Y.com. Sounds about right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I'll go ahead and type it in here in case anyone just wants to go and just click and go right to it. Um, and do you have your book linked on your website? I do. And I have a lot of other, uh, you know, interesting articles and all that good stuff on my website as well. Perfect. That way they can just grab anything that they need or reach out to you if they need some help, if they have a teenager and if they're, whether they're in your area or not, I'm sure you'll be able to refer them to Absolutely. somebody within their area. Wow. A lot of knowledge uh, that we were able to share with everybody tonight and a little therapy for me to let go of my child. <laughs> not all the way because she's they're They're still my child, but um go enough so that they can grow a little bit. Mama bear is a little, you know. Okay. So what's next other than the workbook? What do you have next? What does your future, uh, future state look like? I'm not sure right now. Right now I'm kind of taking it this moment. Um, this moment I'm really loving speaking and getting the message out and getting this book out. And then the next book is really the next project. And then we will see where we go from there. Love that. And you, you know what, when you said staying in this moment, I rem I'm remembering back to the very beginning of this interview where you said that the, the teenagers are always planning their future and they're not being present in the moment. And I'm like, she just said that and you asked her what her future state looks like. How dare you? <laughs> of course, she's going to answer that. Oh, my goodness. So thank you for staying true to what you actually teach out there into the world. Yes, I walk the walk and talk the talk with it. <laughs> I told you I was going to do something goofy before we got off here. But is there anything else that you want to give uh, to people to share with them? or anything that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure that you share with the audience tonight before we head out? I think my biggest message is that I want people to realize that mental health is more in their control than they realize mm -hmm. that there's things they can do to help mm -hmm. and not just to throw their hands in the air and say, it, I can't do anything about this. I want people to feel empowered. I love that. It, it is very empowering. I went, um, each time I do go talk to a therapist, I always tell them I want to do cognitive behavioral therapy. That is my, through my study, and that was the one that I resonated the most with. And it's because of the empowerment that you get from it, because you are learning to change your behavior. And by changing your behavior, you are learning how to navigate your own mind. And so that empowerment side of it is is spot on. I feel better every day knowing that I'm controlling how I'm thinking, how I'm reacting to a situation, how I'm 
feeling about that situation, how I'm allowing myself to feel about that situation versus just going off of gut reaction. So I love that you said that. Um, this has been great. I've had a great time, but I don't want to be, be a dead horse by just talking and talking and talking because I'll just ramble like, like I'm doing right now. So um, thank you so much for being here tonight, Carrie. It's been a blast so for having you, me. You shared so much with our audience. I think um, they definitely need to go to your website. They need to check out the book and learn, if not just for themselves, there's going to be people that they are around. Everyone knows that I work uh, full time and I work with the university. Um, so I sometimes get phone calls from students and I had a coworker tell me today she got a call some with a student crying. You never know who you're going to encounter on a daily basis. Carrie's book could help you with some of that. So go and reach out, find the tools on her website and utilize them in your everyday life. You never know when you are going to find somebody who is in crisis, find somebody who is in need. So whenever you have somebody like Carrie Cooper, who is willing to write a book, come on here, share some tips to help with mental health. Pay attention because it's everyday life. So thank you so much for being here, Carrie. And we are going to say goodnight to everybody. Okay. Awesome. We'll see you later, Carrie. Bye, everybody. Bye.